What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Dive into the thrill of Sydney Spring Carnival, where world-class horse racing, fashion, and entertainment combine. Welcome to the Sydney Set with Mick Gannon and Nick Ashman. Hello and welcome to the Sydney Set, your one-stop shop for all your thoroughbred racing needs. I'm Nick Ashman and $5.2 million is up for grabs at Rose Hill Gardens this afternoon. Highlighted, of course, by the $2 million Hill Stakes run at Wait for Age. And can Montefilia get back into the winner's circle? It's been 80 weeks since we've seen the now Yulong-owned mare uh, land a, a punch. And uh, we talked to Tim Clark as well. He's got six rides at Rose Hill this afternoon. Joining me, as always... Mick Gannon, how are you? Morning, Nico. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm uh, up and about. Uh, spring is in the air. The footy's finished. Great grand finals last week, both AFL and NRL. The NRL grand final was enormous. Sick, Something else, wasn't it? Sick result, though. I was on the Bronx there. Uh, <laughs> only betting through my pocket. I'm a Seagulls man. but Yeah. Yeah, they, they had another one snatched. It was shades of 2015 when they went down by one point to the Cowboys. I just... uh, how did they pick themselves up? Yeah, they've just got to get up and go again. But, uh, wow, Nathan Clear, what a performance. It was just enormous. And, mm. obviously, uh, Collingwood got the job done down there uh, in Mexico as well. So that was – what a weekend. What a weekend. And then, of course, we've got this uh, really good, solid card at Rose Hill today, 10 races to tackle. And then we've got the Everest next week. So never stops, mate. No. Never stops. And uh, this is a really nice card of racing. Uh, I'm really keen on a few here today. Uh, but there's also some races that we could probably shoulders, arms – as betting prospects as well. But the old before, David Boone. The old David Boone. But before we move on, mate, shout out to my old girl, Deb. Happy oh, birthday today. 62. Oh, happy birthday, happy Deb. birthday Deb. Up you go. There um, you go. She's a star. Uh, what did you get her for her birthday? Yep. Uh, we'll get to that later on. <laughs> <laughs> he might have told me that he's forgotten there. No. No, he's only kidding. Don't I'm only be kidding. silly. No, we got TC it. today as well. Yeah, we've got Top, uh, Top Cat in the, coming in to have a chat. So uh, he'll give us all the ice. He'll be on at 7.40 if you want to. Scrub us and just wait for him. Um, before we get to our best bets for the day, because we do things differently here at the Sydney Set, we give you the best straight off the top, so you can turn us off and go away if you don't like us. Um, Espiona and Shinzo. Shinzo, we always knew, was probably going to take that Coolmore slot in the Everest. Espiona uh, takes Chris Waller's slot, and she's an interesting runner because she's always had that big ability, hasn't she? And uh, she didn't quite put it together last preparation, but this prep, I think, is her best preparation to date. Yeah, she's going really well, mate. And I think this is <clears throat> probably the race where we'll see her run a career peak. Now, mm. that career peak for her probably might be a length off the best. But, you know, as far as deals go, breeding-wise, I'm suggesting there might be some sort of deal there. And I think it's a really uh, astute decision because she could jump out of the ground and a bit of luck in run. She could finish definitely in, in, the, in the placings there. Do we know, is Nash Rewilla on? Because I think that that's ideal. And if she runs straight. You'd have to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Nash would take the ride on her if he doesn't have one locked in already. Here's the market, uh, courtesy of Sportsbet, for the Everest. Uh, $20 million up for grabs. What an amazing carnival this is as well. I wish I wins your $4 favourite. Think about it. Also at $4. He's a really exciting prospect. Went up $51 in early markets, that horse. Uh, Imperatriz yet to get that slot and probably won't with Yulong only having one slot less left. But she's $4.60. Don't forget you get a refund uh, on these bets if horses don't line up. Private Eye, $6. $8 bonus notches. 11 bucks for the three-year-old cylinder. Hawaii 5-0, Gay and Singo. 
set to be together there on Everest Day at 13 bucks. And there's Espiona at $15. She shares that line with In Secret. Which one would you go for out of those two? Out of Espiona and In Secret? Yep. In Secret. You go yep. In Secret. There I can't believe you mentioned the name Hawaii Five O after last Saturday. Wasn't it sick, eh? Sick. Oh, I know. Jeez. I'm still picking myself up. I had to go through that and then the Broncos. Oh, wow. Torture. Uh, well, that's what we keep We keep doing it to ourselves. That's why we love it. Well, we're both dads of young children, so we're used <laughs> to being tortured regularly. Hey, speaking about that year-long uh, slot. Yep. I, I'm re- I actually would love to see Alcohol Free take that slot. I, I think she's got X Factor. Okay. I think she'll jump out of the ground. We saw Waterhouse Bot um, produce Hawaii Five O, who jumped out of the ground second up. I think we'll see the same with Alcohol Free. High, Interesting. You know, high enough pressure, 1,200 meters. I, I'm actually surprised I haven't locked it in yet. Okay. Um, but, yeah, and you're getting around $34. Mm. I'm, I'd be happy to spec that a little bit at the moment. Okay. Yep. Something there for you, okay, for the futures players. Now, um, enough about futures players. Let's talk about today. Uh, I want to get your best bet off the top, please, sir. Those best bets you're are going fire, pretty well. You're on fire, by the way. They? They're going really good, yeah. Your Metro strike rate is 100% since yep. this show started. <laughs> we, we won't mention built. We won't oh, mention Bill, who oh, got up during the week, by the way, nice. on Monday at Warwick Farm. I believe how bad that horse ran first up. Anyway, we, we digress. That's okay. My best race for Rose Hill Gardens. Race for number 12, Stanislans. Stanislans. Still getting around the $5 mark here, mate. Okay. Uh, barrier two just draws for a nice suck run. Probably three pairs back. Mm. Maybe four pairs back the fence, but it will need a little bit of luck late. But 52 kilos. Comes out of that really strong heritage behind Osmosis. What it did prior to that at Gosford is pretty impressive. Mm. Uh, ran some really strong splits. And this is just lobs in a nice little benchmark race here. A lot of these just aren't going too far. They're not really progressive. Extravagant star is one, but 1,100 metres barrier eight. Get back horse. I don't think that's ideal. And I think Stunners Lance is a huge price and get the job done for us today. What's your best, mate? You're going to hate me for this because I hate myself. Race seven, number 11 in the Hill Stakes, Montefilia. Um, it's been 80 weeks since she won a race. But, gee, I thought she was super first up, and then she chased home a good one last time out and just fine. That race raided through the roof. She's missed a place once in six starts at Rose Hill, and I just feel like if she's ever going to win a race again, Nash in the saddle, strong rider, he'll get, he'll, get, uh, he'll get the most out of her. She's fourth up winner in the past, and I just think everything points to her getting the job done today. Yeah, well, it's a race full of probably what you could describe as nonnies. Yeah, <laughs> to, pretty much. To be fair. <laughs> the, the, the Victorian horse, um, young, young Verta. Oh, don't. There's he, no way. Well, it's amazing, isn't it? He's won his last two. This is a horse that was specced in last year's Cox Plate. Yeah. Uh, and a few smarties, like good judges, were, were backing him at around the 40 to 1 mark in the Cox Plate. I just wonder if maybe Danny O'Brien's got the got the key to this bloke finally because he always promised a lot. He started favour for a Vic Derby a couple of years Remind ago. Remind me, did this horse line up in the Melbourne Cup? I think you did, yeah. You got I walloped may, as well. I may have had a, a scent on him. Oh, just yeah, so he's set. not going to get you again, is he? No, never again. Uh, uh, but an interesting race. I thought Hugh Miles has half a chance there, but up to the 1,900 metres third up. But uh, I think Montefilia had Montefilia on top, so I'm with you, mate. Hopefully uh, Montefilia gets the job done for the best bet. Let's have a look now just before we go further into uh, the Hill Stakes. Rose Hill Trackwalker information coming through. Um, just suggesting that maybe lanes one and two will be a little bit of a penalty. Look for horses in lanes three and plus. As we know, and Mick's pointed this out multiple times on this show previously, the 1,200-metre races or less are out of a shoot start on the inside part of the track. So if you're unfamiliar with Rose Hill, it's almost like a hairpin turn into the home straight. And wide gates can see a horse tracked wide, and you do cover extra ground. 
So inside gates and a little bit of gate speed are really are advantageous for races over 1,200 metres or less. Uh, that's obviously not applicable to the Hill Stakes, which is the race that we're going to preview first up here. And, um, gee, let's start with the market here, obviously courtesy of our friends at Sportsbet. And Montefilia, well, she's favoured to get back into the winner's circle, uh, probably just because of her overall form, not so much her recent form. She's been 420 into $3.60. Hu Yan Mao, who's third up here for the very much informed Waterhouse and Bot team, $6 into four eighty. Seven fifty in solid is protagonist for Chrissy Lee's and Dylan Gibbons. Uh, Zarek is next at 11 bucks. Tommy Berry was on the show last week. Third up for Team Hawks, probably ready to peak. Hinge gets out to the 2,000 metres for the first time in a while. She's a $12 chance. And looking down the page, some specking for Young Verta. 19 into 15, and uh, also he's a shocker I'm going to give a hope to as well at 19 bucks. What are you doing? Had Montefilia on top, had it marked around $4.10 for How her. do they set up? How do they set up? Well, you want a map? Yeah, I want a map. Let's do that. Come on, brother. Numerian rolls forward. Look at brother. Zyrek rolls forward. Magic Lagoon, not too far away as well. Okay. Uh, pretty moderate tempo here for, for me over the 1,900 metres, which is not, not a bad place for Montefilia to be. Probably three back the fence. Had it marked four dollars ten, three dollars sixty, three dollars fifty. Now had it clearly on top though. I, I think she can. I think you can still entertain a bet there. Who your mile out to the nineteen hundred meters? Absolutely ideal. Probably just wanted something a bit bigger than what we're getting now. That five dollars. Mm. I, I was probably had it. Yeah, I had it marked eight. Yep. So it's a bit skinny. I, a bit skinny at the moment. Zyrek there or thereabouts, and and uh, and hinged well. The best version of Hinged probably wins this race, but mm. will you get that? And then we talked about it. This is a race full of probably, you know, with all due respect, nonnies. And I don't think you want to be chiming into too much, but Montefilia on top for me. How do you see it? Yeah, I'm with Montefilia. I think she's the one that they've got to beat this afternoon. I just think everything points to her getting back into the winner's circle. It's a $2 million to me, maybe her grand final. Um, I know for a fact the stable we're looking at you know, maybe a Caulfield Cup or a Cox Plate with her. Obviously, she probably hasn't gone quite as well as they had hoped. And this is not so much an afterthought, but an opportunity for her to get back into the winner's circle. The horse that I want to talk about, though, is he's a shocker. We had uh, Michael Ken Jr. on our show three weeks ago, and he did mention that this was a horse to keep an eye on. I thought he was really good first up in the Headley behind one of the Melbourne Cup favourites in Sulcombe. And then he got posted four wide, no cover in the Naturalism Stakes last start. It was a high-rating 2,000-metre race at Caulfield, won by... Uncle Bryn, who's in the Turnbull Stakes today, the only Group 1 in Australia. His ratings tell us that he's up to these horses, and he just needs a bit of luck today from Gate 12. Got the right man in the saddle, Zach Lloyd, and I reckon he's a great bet each way at 20 bucks. Love it. He'll roll forward there from uh, the wide barrier, will he, mate? Yeah, I think so. I think they'll, they'll, they'll try and be positive with him. He doesn't have a huge amount of, uh, of gate speed, but just with the lack of that early dash in the race, I suspect that he shouldn't be too far off him in the run. So... Giving him a push at about uh, $21. Super stuff. So uh, Montefilia and he's a shocker for you and uh, Montefilia on top for me. There you go. All right. We're in sync. We're starting that one. We're going to have a look now at race five before we go to the break and then pick up the action in uh, race book order. And race five today is the uh, the group two Roman Consul Stakes. What a race this has been over the years. Won by some really, really good horses. The likes of Exceed and Excel, Fastnet Rock, uh, Zoo Star, they're three horses that went on to become super stallions in their own right and have shaped the, um, the Australian racing landscape for decades to come. This is your market now, courtesy of Sportsbet, for the 2023 
Roman console stake. Osmosis, the unbeaten Osmosis, now wearing the China Horse Club colours. Your $2.50 favourite. Pretty firm around that price as well. King's Gambit, who uh, I won't say failed first up down the straight at uh, F- Flemington. but didn't threw make... a paper aeroplane at it. Did it? Is that true? <laughs> no. no there was a bit of paper flying around down the, um, down the straight. It wasn't a strange-looking bird, was it? <laughs> Can't happen. And it balked. Okay. It. Yep. it balked then, at it. Then over race. Now, it's, it's on Twitter for everyone to see. Just okay, go good. check it out. Yep. I'll check it out. He's 550 into 480, and he has tried well back in Sydney since. Um, underrated Galloper, the five, Celestial Legend at $5.50. And Barber, I like the fact he draws an inside gate here for the first time in a while. Uh, Mick, he's been eight into $7, and he gets that man, Nashville Wheeler, in the saddle. And Timmy Clark's ride, Royal Tribute, it was beaten last time out convincingly by Osmosis, is an $8.50 chance. But if you follow the SP and you follow the SP profiles, he might be one for you because he started $3 against Osmosis last time out, and now you're getting $8.50. Yeah, and draws a nice gate there. I think uh, it's interesting, isn't it? So I thought the SP might have held his price, but he's been on the drift since Wednesday, so I'm really not surprised Form 1-wise. Osmosis, clearly the horse to beat. This is harder, though. This is def- yeah. this is definitely harder. I leant towards King's Gambit, just purely forgiving that uh, Flemington straight run. I think this is the best horse. He's definitely the best horse in the race, has the most upside. I don't think we've seen the best of him yet, where I think a couple of these we have. Mm. Celestial Legend is a very interesting horse. This is a really intriguing race. Yep. You, you need to find an angle, and you need to stick with it. And my angle is going to be King's Gambit around the 4 80 mark, because I think there's a bit of juice in that price. 1,200 metres, small field. It's going to sit just off them and then hopefully get to the best part, which is lane three or four and, and put them away. Mm-hmm. So King's Gambit on top for me uh, at the price. Osmosis, there are thereabouts. Celestial Legend, not too far away. And Barber there as well. I couldn't possibly have Royal Tribute, Namesake, Balkans or Mexico. Okay. Interesting, that one from you. Oh, look, I thought, um, I think Osmosis is the horse to beat. What I loved about what he did was he, he ran 10.76 between the 800 and the 600 uh, when winning first up. That was the fourth fastest split for that section of the day. And none of the other horses that went quicker than him figured in the finish. So he did it at both ends and he did it first up from a spell. He's got a little bit of X factor about him. I'm not going to steam into that price. I reckon the better bet is the $2.20 to run a place for Barber. We just spoke about how important inside gates are from the 1,200 metre or less. I think it allows him to posse up a little bit closer without actually doing any work. The only reason he'll do work in the run here, Mick, is if the likes of Royal Tribute and Osmosis overcook themselves in front, in which case having a soft run back along the rail, providing he can get a touch of luck at the top of the straight, is probably the ideal play at Rose Hills. So he was good. Um, he still, he, you know, last time out, first up, he finished with the best last 400 and 600 of the race. I just think he settles a bit closer. Nash in the saddle. I think it's good. good shout. I think the um, question for you, just for the punters out there, because this is the information they need, what price does Osmosis become a bet for you? $3 and he's a bet. And yep. I think, look, I think given the unknown factors, I mean, we don't know how good Celestial Legend is. The horse's ratings are pretty good. We know Barber is good when he's right. And he has had some excuses in his last few starts where he's only managed one placing. And we know King's Gambit is very good as well. He's run sensational time. So... Yep. For mine, the 250, I know he's unbeaten. We don't know where this, uh, the ceiling is with osmosis, but it is probably just a fraction skinny given the unknowns around him. Yeah, and I, I get the I get the you know the rhetoric around um, we don't know where the ceiling is, but gee whiz, it looked like it was a hundred, nearly 95% last yeah. start. Like, yeah, they're, they're going I, for I don't an Everest much, slot. I don't know how much more that could be left here. They're going for an Everest slot. Oh, I had it marked 350, punters, so anywhere between yeah. that 3, 3 to 50, it becomes a bet, but at this stage it's not. Hey, quick one, text line 0457 736 736. Uh, 
best text message of the day. We'll get a, uh, a premium package either from you or I, depending on who they want, okay. and uh, from the great tip-off. So better, better than the, uh, the, the, the text that I normally send you? Absolutely. Yeah, yep. it can't be. Can't <laughs> be worse. One horse I just want to talk about here, this Roman concept we didn't touch on, is the four namesake yes. for the Mar Eustace camp. Jason Collett rides. He rides at about 20% for the stable. Um, it resumed in that osmosis race, the Heritage Stakes, a couple of weeks ago. It was a $16 chance. was only, you know, a length and three quarters off them. Goes better second up typically. Gets a set of blinkers on for the first time. Does draw a wide gate. But is it the forgotten horse at $19? It's just the wide gate that was mm. was the challenge for me. I actually had a mark $15.90. Okay. So there you go. So by definition, you could say it is, uh, it is, over, he is over the odds. But, yeah, I just... Just probably just couldn't find it in the top three, top four there, mate. All right. We're going to take a break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, we dissect all the action from Rose Hill, starting from race one. Yes, welcome back to the Sydney set. Sydney's Everest Carnival. It's day four this afternoon out at Rose Hill Gardens. Highlighted, of course, by the Group 2, $2 million Hill Stakes. And what about the Everest Carnival? Elegance, thrills, and world-class racing await. And we cannot wait for the big race in uh, seven days' time. Let's take a look now at our uh, first event at Rose Hill this afternoon. It's the Highway Handicap over 1,500 metres. Markets courtesy of Sportsbet. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Favourite here is the 11 Atmospheric Rock, uh, 340 in from $4. Chase My Crown, number one, is your second favourite, uh, 7 into 550 in Nickelback, 11 into 850 here for uh, Ryan Maloney. Shock horror, Nick. This is a very open highway, big fields, best ride will win this race. Inside draw is definitely a positive here. And I'd say there's a bit of a fast, faster than average tempo coming Mm. up over the 1,500 metres. I had atmospheric on top, but no spoils there at the price. I had a mark $6.20, chase my crown just behind it, $6.40. And Stormy, sorry, Stormy, yep, Stormy Witness as my third pick for TC from the widest barrier. So interesting to see what he does there, but I found it a very, very difficult race, mate, Eleven one nine. Yeah, I'm with the one, chase my crown. I just smashed the class average in a class three highway handicap, two starts back, and then had absolutely no luck in that Phillies and Mares benchmark 78 at Warwick Farm last time. I think he gets a cheap run in transit and only needs clear at the top of the straight, and he should be right in the finish. Let's go on to race two. This is the midway handicap over 1,400 metres, and your favourite here is the informed peace officer who's now two from two this preparation. Clary Connors puts the polish on this galloper to be ridden by Nashville Willer. $3.50 and your favourite. Felix Majestic landed some good bets to win at the midweeks last time out. 480 into 420. Specked again. Back rower around a $7 chance and some specking here for the 15 Territory Express. $12 into $10. Any back rower about you back in the day or you're out in the sting? <clears throat> no, I was a winger. There you go. Picked it. There you go. <laughs> Just a glory hunter. Yeah, love it. Yep. Uh, a couple of meat pies for you. Peace officer, uh, clearly on top here, but gee, that barrier is going to be hard to over, mm-hmm. overcome. Nashville Wheeler from the widest barrier, 1,400 metres. Yes, there's a big chance to get the job done. I think it's the best horse in the race. Miss Coover can definitely improve from that barrier. Barrier two, Zach Lloyd aboard, and Felix Majestic can definitely go on with it from here. They came for it last start, so they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it's about the right price, but... Very, very difficult again here, uh, race to assess. And back row, obviously, barrier uh, eight. Tommy Berry, but comes back in distance. Some minor queries for me. Two, 18, seven, and eight. Yeah, I thought Felix Majestic, if 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 he can see out the 1,400, and it is a small query for him, uh, then he's the one to beat. But he does get, a, hopefully, a fairly cosy run in transit. He loves Rose Hill, too, for two from four. Uh, there, I thought maybe a little bit of value with the six bend the knee here, Mick. Uh, only beaten one and a half lengths by Peace Officer last start. 
and had to be taken back from a wide gate. Meets yep. him three kilos better, strips fitter, and for my maps better. So I thought that sort of twelve or thirteen bucks on race morning might be a touch of value. Nice play, mate. Yeah, it's it's good. That's good value, and I think it's a horse that you could, you got a bit of time for. So. Yeah, bend the knee. Why not? Why not? Uh, let's move on to race three now. This is uh, the two thousand meter. Uh, contest run at benchmark 88 level. Your favourite here is Pia Rosa. I know you've been keen on this mare previously. She does look well set up and finds the right race. 360 into 320 for Peter and Paul Snowden and Tom Sherry, not Tom Berry. Mission Phoenix is your second favourite. $5, pretty solid around that park, uh, mark, I should say. Um, looking down the page here to see if there's any specking for runners at a big price. They spec Pesto last time out, 51s in the ninths. Sick watch. You won't get that today. He's $6. Uh, Outlandos for my man Johnny Sargent. Some specking there, 17 into 14. Yeah, Outlandos, interesting preparation. Uh, back to 2,000 metres for me. Can't have it. Pierosa here, D-Day. D-Day for her. Mm. Draws a treat. Finally gets to 2,000 metres. Pretty good run last start behind uh, what was our best of the day, Marques. Mm. I think it's her day. I think she can probably just land. A, a lot of maps have her last, and I, I've got a uh, probably three back the fence, but there is an opportunity to sit leaders back here. If she's got absolutely no gate speed, but out to 2,000 metres is a chance. Pesto, I'm just against a, a 16 to 1200, uh, 16 to 2,000 metres is a positive for it. But I'm just against these stayers that go really well first up and then mm. at their second up runs. I'm just happy to be against, especially when you're getting 20s first up and now you're getting fives, six dollars. Mm. So happy to be uh, oppose it slightly. And then a horse that I had a lot of time for, Gan Terrain. Well, I just need to see it get the job done I, before I before I chime into that horse again. Like it just it just can't. It just kills me. So uh, eight, three, four, and nine. Queenmaker in for fourth for me. Yeah, I'm with you with Pia Rosa. Uh, just progressing nicely. Won the Group Three Spring Stakes at Newcastle. Went fourth up last campaign and mixed it with some pretty handy three year olds last season. So I think today's the day for her. And I am giving a small chance to Sarge's horse at Landos. I thought he was pretty good in Group Three company last time behind Athabaskan, who goes down for the Bark Cummings, the winning you're into the Melbourne Cup today. Um, oh, I thought maybe just getting back to benchmark eighty eight grade might spark some improvement from that gallop. You're a loyal man. I I'm a loyal it. man, yeah, I love him. He's a good man, Sarge. <laughs> Hello buddy if you're listening. Uh, what else would he be doing? Ah, uh, well, maybe training horses out at Randwick. Who knows? We'll be on in the hut. There's no doubt about that. There you go. Uh, race four is a benchmark 78 over 1,100 metres. Your favourite here is Way to the Stars for Matty Smith, who won first up from a spell. Natural Wheeler rides 5.50 into $4.20. Stanislas, your best bet of the day, 9.50 into $4.20. And Bandy's Bay's next, the 10, $10 into 7 bucks. Yeah, this looks like a great setup from Godolphin here. They've been well-renowned to uh, pull off one of these listed sort of uh, three-year-old jobs into a uh, back into a benchmark 78, 52 kilos, Zach Lloyd, barrier two, everything just screams back me, ticks all the boxes. I think Fire's the other horse that can, um, that can be competitive here. Blinkers on, gets from barrier 12, bit of a concern here, but they're going to have to be a little bit aggressive here. But that's the, probably the, the most progressive horse from the race, Fire, with the Blinkers back on. Fire Lane there or thereabouts and Thunderlips, uh, in for fourth. You can play the exotics here and I think we can get a, a decent result, but Stanislaus best of the day for me. Yeah, just keep in mind as well, we've had a lot of deductions here. 35 cents in the dollar with Maybell, Extravagant Star and Thunderlips all coming out. So those flux are a little bit misleading to some extent, but Stanislaus, clearly the best backed runner. I'm uh, each way here, number 11, Fire Lane. I thought she was pretty good last time out. Only two and a half lengths off Osmosis in the listed Heritage Stakes. Over this track and distance, drops two and a half kilos and comes back to benchmark 78 grade. Don't know what I'm missing out on there, but uh, we'll see 
something each way. Hey, speaking of osmosis, uh, we spoke about him. He's in race five, the Roman console. We've done that race previously. Uh, you're just remind us again, you're pretty keen here on King's Gambit at 480? Yeah, I thought King's Gambit was the one that represented the most value that had the most upside mm. and could definitely jump out of the ground today. So King's Gambit was on top for me with Tommy Berry aboard. Yep, and I thought Barber just to run a place there at around $2.20 might be the, the play. Let's move on to race six. This is the uh, the Tap Craig, named after uh, a couple of absolute legend race callers, Johnny Tap and Ian Craig, that I grew up listening to. This is a race over 1,400 metres. NCAP is your favourite, and deservedly so as well, for Gary Portelli and Brett Preble. A horse that's got the right form around the right three-year-olds. Hasn't missed a place in five runs this preparation. 210 into $1.90. Uh, the Little Pumper. Shout out to Jimmy Cassidy if he's out there listening to us as well. 6.50 and pretty solid. Tim, Timmy Clark in the saddle. Macarena. Did you do the Macarena back in the 90s, Mick? No, it's more of a Dean Watling thing, the Macarena. Oh, that's right. I have seen Watling doing that. Oh, it's sickening. Spectacular, isn't it? 12 into $7. Good support for the Hawks Racing Philly. What do you like? How's the race set up, first of all? Speaking of which, well... How about Johnny Tap? That's my happy place, listening to replays yeah. of Johnny Tap. He can put you to sleep, oh. doesn't he? Not in a bad way, just you want to go to sleep. <laughs> Dulcet tones. Don't worry about um, don't worry about white noise. If you want to go to sleep, just listen to uh, Mick and I. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, what are you doing a, here? This is a great race. Little Pumper rolls forward. I have my queries over that galloper, though. I just think that maybe it's not quite up to these, although the stable is low-flying and TC aboard a front runner will be competitive. Macarena will go forward, so will snap back, and Ostraka out wide. I think the race sets up really well for NCAP. We're talking about a horse that he, here that finished alongside Cylinder, who goes to the Everest. Yep. Uh, militarized, that goes to the Corfu Guineas as favorite, and they're spruiking as a Cox Plate contender. Mm-hmm. And we've got NCAP here lining up against, well, mm. some horses here that have had their chances. Ducasse is a horse I've had so much time for, and it just continues to disappoint me. If he lobs today, so be it. I'll be beaten by uh, it, I just copped that on the chin, but I think Ancap is clearly the horse to beat. If you can get $2, that's a bet. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? on top. One, seven, three, and four. I thought Quaso was a value play for Exotics as well. Yeah, I'm with you. Ancap should just be winning. The only query is, is just he's had a few runs this preparation. Does he go backwards? Uh, the Ming Dynasty was a high-rating race, and so too the Golden Rose. Well, they had an Everest in mind, and yep. then they were talking about going to a King's Char- King Charles as well. And we know this stable can keep them going. Mm. I think Gary Portelli said something along the lines of, well, if he wasn't going well, we wouldn't have him here. It's not that hard to work out. So Yeah, exactly. So he, he's the one for mine. He, he, he just he just got all the right form. We look at him. Um, uh, Tommy Kitten runs into him three starts ago, was narrowly beaten in the up and coming, wins the Ming Dynasty, beaten Seawolf, who's a pretty handy horse. Tommy Kitten was third. And then uh, only nutted by Militarise, who ran one of the best last 200 metres of the meeting to get him in there in the Golden Rose. If... Miller, take militarize out and he could be an absolute superstar. Uh, you're looking at a horse that's just won a group one golden rose and you're getting even money about him against horses that have got a far less, you know, less credentials. It's that old saying in the game, all things being equal, this horse should be getting the job done. We've done that before though, haven't we? We thought all things being equal. Plus minus subtract divide. <laughs> <laughs> Multiply your action this weekend. Uh, the Hill Stakes we've touched on there. We're both with Montefilia. And uh, we suggested that possibly he's who I did. He's a shocker. Is your value play there? Let's move on to race eight. This is the Alan Brown Stakes, uh, and a, a fascinating race as well. This uh, this contest summer, one of the new races put on by Racing New South Wales, and they've done a terrific job. This race is worth one point five million dollars. Can you believe it? Uh, and it's going to be run over fourteen hundred meters. Your favourite is Waterford, who was scratched from the Epsom handicap last weekend. Five fifty into four dollars eighty. Cepheus, who was kept. 
uh, for this race from the Shannon a couple of weeks ago. $6 and pretty solid. Detonator Jack, the one that I like. 11 into $6, draws an inside gate. Look for him to peak third up here from the spell where he's two from two. And Argentia, your filly or your mare, 12 into 10 bucks. What are you doing here? Markets courtesy of Sportsbet. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Well, she was my mare, Argentia, but um, if she wins today, she'll be winning without me. 1,400 metres. I'm not keen on that at all. I'm keen two runners here that represent value. Olentia. Gee whiz, that's a big price for a horse that could just jump out of the ground here. The barrier is some concern. 52 kilos, gets to the middle of the track. Will be the one flying late. Uh, she just oozes quality. Mixes a form, but... This is the type of horse that you need need double figures. We get double figures today. Happy to be with her. Lions Raw. I'm very keen on it as well. I think Lions Raw. Sick last was, start. It was sickening. Don't talk to me. But Johnny O'Shea, second up. Fantastic stats. Yes, drops back to 1,400 metres. Some query. But $23 um, kind of outweighs that query for me. More than happy to have it each way spec. Lions Raw. Play Alentia. Lions Raw. Cody Heal is a horse I uh, had in the top four, and so was Detonator Jack. I think we can uh, get the chocolates with a bit of value here, mate. You know what's interesting is, uh, obviously, I'm with Detonator Jack. I just love this horse as a, as a galloper. He's so versatile. He ran in the SA Derby over 2,500 metres. And go and have a look at his first up run over 1,200 in the Regal Roller. Um, he was competitive there, and he was backed as well. So he's a real proper racehorse, this guy. And from Barrier 1, I think he settles closer. But what's interesting is that last time I was tipping lines raw, uh, and he was a sick watch. And I think also you were tipping flying crazy in recent weeks. Yes, sir. And he wasn't the best watch last time out over no. 1,500 metres either. You've now gone lines raw. I've actually had something each way. I'm flying crazy, your old mate. Yep. I thought he was pretty good behind Cepheus last time out, only beaten 1.7 lengths. Cepheus is now a $6 chance, and we're getting $51 on race morning for flying crazy. His third up here from a spell has placed a couple of times third up, and I just think... You know, he might be able to jump out of the ground. He's got some numbers to his name. I, I think you are on the money. 1,500 metres, back to 1,400 metres looks ideal. Because mm. I, think, I think he's probably looking for 1,400 metres. I had him marked $26. What are we getting? 51s? 51s, yeah. So there you go. There's a bet. There's a bet. There's a couple of peanuts each way yeah, on it for and, you there. And another one you could throw in your exotics for sure. That's why you do rated prices. Yeah. If you want some rated, rated prices, best text message 0457 736 736. Six. There it is. Okay, let's move on to race nine now. This is the Nivison. Uh, a really good contest, this one, over 1,200 metres. So, uh, just fascinating how this race sets up. The early money's been for the Victoria, number five, Magic Time. Of course, this race is run at group three level. It's for the four-year-old mares and up, and it's run under set weights and penalties condition. Magic Time, who did beat Paracel, the second favourite, up here in the Autumn Carnival, but it was on a heavy track. Today, the track will be a bit dry, and that will suit Paracel. Nonetheless, Magic Time, $4 into three twenty. Paracel draws a wide gate, three thirty out to three fifty. Queen of the Ball, $7 and pretty solid. She's all class. Last 12 bucks and some specking for Royal Merchant, 15 into $14. How does this race set up? Yeah, Queen of the Ball roll forward, and so will Parasail from the wide draw. Zach Lloyd only has one option. We know he's an aggressive jockey. I like that about him. So he'll roll forward as well. Audet won't be far off them. Mm. Queen of the Ball has opportunity to turn the tables on Parasail from the better draw here. But then the slight concern is, you know, lanes one and two, how they're going to play. But later in the day, the tracks would dry out. So I found it. An intriguing race. I think the market was spot on. Magic Time probably deserved favourite. Has to overcome the wide draw. Parasol Rose Ford has to overcome the wide draw. Queen of the Ball probably becomes a little bit of a bet now if mm. the tracks dries out and that inside becomes better at that stage. 
I hadn't I hadn't marked in no bets, no real confidence, but I thought it was a race in three. Call Dial is a horse I was interested in, but maybe 200 metres might be a bit short. We're going to have a chat to Timmy Clark. I'm really keen to hear his thoughts. If he can give us a big push there, um, she could become a bit of a bet. But it was five, three, four, and 14, and I think any of those four horses could win the race. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I... I... I've struggled with the two favourites and I found a bit of value with my, my, the love affair continues with Dow Cheney. Um, oh, you haven't dropped broke. off yet? I haven't dropped off it's yet. Set. I backed her first up in that benchmark 88 race behind Caboo. Yeah. And she was pretty good. She only beaten 1.9. Yeah. She wasn't bad. And if they just overdo it up front, we've got Magic Time Paracel, both drawn sticky gates here and mm. they're both going to be marked horses. They're not going to give them any room. You'd like to hope the rival jockeys won't anyway. So, Dow Cheney, and I've also had something on Call Dye, the horse you just touched on as well. She's got a well above average ability, mixed it with some really handy three-year-olds last season. And I've just specced those two horses at a really, really big price. So They could find a good class one for uh, Dow Cheney somewhere, couldn't they? Yeah, well, she'd be immoral in something <laughs> like that. But hey, eight bucks to place. I'm happy to have something small on her. And before we move on and catch up with uh, Timmy Clark, there's a couple of texts on the text line. Uh, love the show. Thanks for the tips. Thoughts on who you mal? From yep. Cam from Mount K. Well, I think he's reset the peak here, third up from a spell. It wouldn't surprise me if he if he won or ran really well in this race and then went down for a Caulfield Cup and be highly competitive there. Yep. You're uh, getting the price there too. Yeah, I think this is the horse that's going to jump out of the ground today, but I just want a bit more of a price. I want to see it happen first. Mm. Hopefully he runs a nice third and then we can back it uh, fourth up. And uh, best bets, lads, no names to the text. Put your names to the text there. And uh, we can make sure we read them out. But best bets for me was Stannis Lance and Montefilia for you. Yep, Montefilia for me. We'll go to a break here on the other side. Timmy Clark. Welcome back to the Sydney set. Uh, it's day four of the Sydney Everest Carnival. Elegance, thrills and world-class racing awake. Speaking of elegance and thrills, uh, Timmy Clark joins us now on the line to talk about his six rides at Rose Hill this afternoon. Top Cat, are you there? Good morning, Nick. How are you? Yeah, going well, thanks. How's the recovery, mate? That was a nasty fall a few weeks ago. You've obviously been back riding now for over a week. You feeling good? Yeah, no, it, 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 was, it was a bad one. And, um, look, obviously very grateful that, uh, yeah, it could have been a, a whole lot worse. So thankful I've been able to get back as quick as I, quick as I did. And, um, now the body itself, it's, it's healed and it, it feels good. And, yeah, ready to um, get back into it and get, and get going. And you're linked up with a pretty good stable with Gay and, and Adrian. There's probably no camp going better than the country at present. No, that's right. There, the horses are going terrific. Um, yeah, both both here and uh, and down in Melbourne. So um, yeah, it's good to be a, uh, involved in in their stable and, and be riding the, the their horses there. Yeah, they're they're on fire at the moment. Did you uh, were you out at track work this morning at Randwick? I wasn't this morning, no. Okay, good. Anything from the week, from track work that you've ridden that you think we can keep an eye out for in the coming weeks? Um, look, they've got some some really nice young two-year-olds coming through. They've got a you know, they've they had a large number, and obviously they you know, trifected the the breeders, so really mm. went well in the gym crack. So yeah, their their two-year-olds are going really well at the moment. So there's a few stepping out at the trials during the week that that should uh, should go well. TC Mick Gannon here, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, um, have you been aboard Tropical Squall and will you be getting that ride throughout the spring? Uh, I, I've been on a back a, a couple of times, um, but uh, I think uh, at this stage, Adam will be, can't get Adam Adam off her and, and he's sort of had a had a lot to do with uh, 
throughout her career. So um, I'm pretty sure she heads to Melbourne now, and and, and Hippo will be Hippo will be sticking strong there. <laughs> it's always hard to move a hippo. Uh, let's talk about your rides today, Tim. We open up now. I know you haven't ridden this horse under race conditions, at least anyway, and probably not in work. Stormy Witness in the first event, around a $10 chance, and it wasn't too bad last time out behind Al Ashlad. No, and um, it was a good winner, good winner first up as well. It's yeah. just a terrible, terrible draw today. So I've just got to, um, she's just going to need a bit of luck in them early stages to, to see where she ends up. But she has come back well. Race five, Tim, uh, number six, Royal Tribute. You and I have spoken about this horse previously. He's a talented colt. You've only ridden him once under race conditions, and that was in the Heritage Stakes second up. What did you make of that performance? To the eye, it looked a little disappointing, given that he was the $3 favourite against Osmosis. Yeah, I, I did expect a little bit more from him. Um, yeah, he his first up win at Hawkesbury was sensational. He, you know, he broke the clock there and, um, really felt that um, he could he could really put it to osmosis in the heritage, but yeah, I, I thought that um, yeah, I don't think we saw the best of him that day. Like, I don't think there's that big a gap between him and osmosis. Well, I'm hoping there's not anyway. I'll probably find out more today. I just wonder if you know he just regressed a little bit off off that massive first up win, and you know now he's getting at the 1200. He's had that extra run. Hopefully, he can he can bounce back today because I feel that he's got the talent. He's he's very quick horse and very talented horse. So hopefully, he can he can get back get back and and be sort of matching it with the the first couple today. Speaking of Hippo, you've managed to uh, wrangle the ride off him on the little pumper in the uh, Tap Craig here. What can you tell us about uh, the little pumper here from Barrier Three, Timmy? Yeah, he's um. He, he he always showed a, a little bit. He was probably just a little bit immature last time, last prep. But he he come back and put a couple of nice wins together. And um, Gain Adrian sort of picked this race out. There's a, obviously a mile race um, in two or three weeks after this as well. So um, there's sort of a couple of targets for him. And so he had that little freshen up and um, had a, had the tick over trial where he went well and. Um, yeah, he's he's worked really nicely during the week, so he, he'll run a really bold race today. I feel that he'll, um, yeah, he'll he'll look the winner for a long way. Obviously, NCAP's bringing some really strong four lines um, into the race through the Golden Rose, and and looks the horse to beat. But I'd say that um, yeah, my bloke will, will give a really good sight. And do you reckon he's made any improvement off that short spell? Yeah, I think he he continues to continues to get better, and I. I think that you know we may not have seen him at his at his best trip yet either. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him out over a mile and and maybe even a, a fraction further as well. So he, he he's definitely progressing the right way though. Timmy in the Hill Stakes, which is the feature of the day, were two million dollars wait for age. Your favourite's Montefilly. It's been eighty weeks since she's won a race. You're aboard Chris Lees's Galloper, uh, Lunsies, who's second up here. He ran in the Cameron up at Newcastle first up. His second up form looks really good for a race like this. He's finished in the Quinella in four of his six second up runs. Second up last preparation, beaten one and three quarters by without a fight, who people are giving a chance to in the Caulfield Cup this year. And second up the prep before that ran uh, two and a half lengths off of Smoke and Romans in a Group One Turnbull Stakes. Is he the forgotten? horse yeah he, he could be he's 
good thing about him, he's drawn that lovely soft gait to he's sort of horse that he, he probably doesn't like to be exposed too soon. Um, sort of really got a kid to him a little bit and um, try and try and sort of get there as late as possible. So um, from that draw, you should be able to just bury him away sort of three, four pairs back and 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 sort of hold him together and, and try and try and expose him really late and that's that's sort of when he's most effective. I feel the um, yeah, it's, you know, I remember that day when he ran second at, at in Brisbane without behind without a fight. That you know he he sort of dashed dashed and, and put a gap on him and and just got collared late. So if he can re- reproduce something like that, well, you know, it's, it's probably going to have him somewhere in the finish. And Timmy, you got Skyman in race eight uh, at big odds, but in race nine, the Nivison Call Dyer. Uh, off a freshen back to the twelve hundred meters here. What are your thoughts on her? Yeah, like she's she's a mare that's got nice ability. Um, for her to to be running really well, I feel that they just need to be you know good pressure here and hopefully Queen of the Ball and Parasol and a few others sort of really get at each other. And if they do, she's sort of going to be back off them. Um, sort of doing no work and, and having last look. Uh, I think that's that's sort of where she's going to be most effective. And if she gets the right scenario and the right sort of race shape, uh, she's she's um, she could be sort of over the odds at at uh, what sort of quote she's at the moment. Okay. Uh, Timmy, one more question before we let you go. You spent a bit of time in Hong Kong uh, with success earlier in your career. We've got a Group 1 Turnbull Stakes at Flemington today. Uh, Polarising is uh, Romantic Warrior. What are your thoughts? Only one Hong Kong gallop has been able to come to Australia and win a major race. That was Cape of Good Hope back in 2005. What are your thoughts here with Romantic Warrior, given your Hong Kong connections? Well, he's, you know, he's He's got a great record. Um, James, I'm sure J-Mac wouldn't be going down to ride him if he didn't think he could win. <laughs> um, but I, I guess that we, 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 we don't see them come over here very often like this. Mm. You know, I can't remember the last, the last Hong Kong horse to come here. So although their record mightn't be that good, but it's probably a very small sort of collection of data to, to go on. Um, but look, obviously, as I said, He's got a great record. He looks the horse to beat. and um, It'll be interesting to see how he goes because um, he's obviously you know, high up in the markets in a Cox Plate. So, yeah, it, it's intriguing to, to have him out here and, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully more, more of them come out. Yep, absolutely. Well, mate, thanks very much for jumping on and having a chat to us here on the Sydney set. All the best with your six rides at Rose Hill uh, this afternoon. Hopefully we get to talk to you again. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. There he is, Tim Clark. We'll go for a break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. Welcome back to the Sydney set. Mick, we've got 30 seconds. What do you like in the lucky last at Rose Hill today? You had Kyobi on top. Needs a good steer from Jet Stanley. And a big shout-out to Jack Evans. His best of the day is Kyobi. Thank you for your message there. I'll answer the rest of those on Twitter. And uh, Shane from Belmont gives a good wrap. Thank you, Shane. Cracking show, Nick. There you go. I'm uh, king of the castle in the last at 23 bucks. That's it from us here on the Sydney set. We'll catch you next time.